Welcome back, okay. and thanks for joining us for this second hour of Travel Riders Radio on Melbourne's J Air 88 FM. I'm your host, Graeme Kemlo. My co-host on tonight's last show for the year is Helen Hayes. Hi, Helen. Hello again. Good to have you there, Helen. Reporter Carolyn Jasinski is one of the hardest-working travel writers we have seen, apart from being one of the nicest, and she's been a regular contributor to this show for more than five years. We asked her to give us an account of her year as a travel writer in 2023. We think some of the statistics she came up with surprised even her, like the fact she's been away from home for 161 days. That's more than 23 weeks. We love her work out back of beyond in an RV or a glamping tent. She often finds an amazing old stockman and gets them talking, which is always fascinating. We really do love her work. So I hear that Slim Dusty and Johnny Cash are quaking in their graves because there could be a replacement for I've Been Everywhere Man and to be sung by our very own reporter, Carolyn Jasinski. And she's here to report on what a year she's had being a travel writer. How are you going? I'm very good. Lovely to have you there. Hope you've got your guitar tuning up and, uh, you know, it's going to be a big hit, I reckon. There's no way I'm singing. (laughs) Well, I've heard you're very good. No, no. The neighbours are talking about you in the shower. I'm good at travelling, but not at at singing. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it'll be a poem like The Man from Snowy River. Could be an ode. An ode. An an ode. Ode to the tax man. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, uh, now, in the notes you've sent me, let me start you off by saying you've tallied up the amount of time you spent away from Adelaide this year. Yep. Not all in Australia, some of it overseas. It's 161 days. Yeah, I was a bit surprised. I had to add it all up and, and it was a bit of a shock. That's 23 weeks. That's a lot. It is a lot, yeah. Ordinarily, I'd suggest the dog would bite you when you got home, but you actually, some of those weeks, you had the dog with you. <laughs> yes. That, that was, was a, a big, safe measure. It was. A big road trip that we did with uh, Monty. and th- So that was fabulous and that was, um, you know, travelling with a hubby as well. So that was actually Well, they different. always slow you down. Yeah, but it's good for a change because you know what it's oh, like it as a travel writer, you're usually on your own. Yeah. So, you know, you stop at a great place and you go, oh, my God, look at that, and mm. you realise you're talking to yourself. Cause... Well, you know, they talk about the loneliest of the long-distance runner. I think the yeah. long-distance writer is in the same uh, boat. I agree, and sometimes when you're actually out researching and writing notes and taking photos, it's not that bad, but it's when mm. you stop and you get that two minutes off that you go, oh, okay. I've, you know, so, half, the jo- half the joy of, of seeing things is that, you know, you're with somebody and you remember them. So Yeah, and they hate it when you ring up and say, well, I'm in the presidential suite of the Peninsula in Hong Kong. Oh, you should be here. <laughs> and they love that. Yeah, no, normally I'm stuck in some uh, caravan park somewhere with a, you know, great view, but um, yeah, on my Walmart own. the Walmart car park, I remember that. Uh, yes, that was a good one. <laughs> there, were was... those, there were all these homeless people hanging outside your van because yeah, they thought was, you looked wealthy. That was so sad. You know, I, I stopped there and that was just a great place because the Walmart um, stores encourage it so that they don't get break-ins. Mm. 
and you start off the night thinking this is such a good idea and then you wake up in the morning and realize that all the cars that are around you are these poor homeless people so that you handed over your groceries didn't you i did i did i had (laughs) well yeah wonder what they're doing for christmas this year Oh, I don't know. It's such a it's it's a sad indictment on society. Doesn't bear thinking uh, about. But at least they had a a safe place to right. stop. So yeah. So I'm going to listen fast. I want you okay. to rattle off fast okay. your laundry list of what you did. Oh gosh! So uh, we said 161 days away. Mm. So I ticked off three new countries: Japan, right. Alaska, and Canada. Right. And, yeah, I can't believe I haven't. There's still so many places I haven't been to, but three new ones for this year. Um, I did three big cruises with Cunard as a guest speaker and, you know, researching for stories while I was on that. So I was in Sydney to Darwin and Sydney to Fremantle. And then the big one was Tokyo to Alaska and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Three big train journeys, the GAN, the Great Southern and the Overland. Right. Um, that's within Australia. I've been to every state and territory and every capital city in Australia and some multiple times. And then I added seven new international cities on top of that. Um, I won't list them all. <laughs> okay. Well, we've talked about them, so this is just to remind yeah, people. we have, yeah. They so, can type Carolyn Jasinski into the search box and find all your <laughs> stories on SoundCloud. So at the top end of the scale, I've lived it up in four luxury properties. So it was mm. Longitude 131. So you wake up looking out over Uluru. Yep. Uh, South Salis on Ningaloo Reef. So you walk out, you know, 50 metres from your glamping tent. You're snorkelling on, you know, a coral reef. Uh, the Louise in the Barossa Valley. So that was pretty special, waking up in the middle of a vineyard that was gorgeous mm-hmm. and then the reef sleep so i can say that i've slept on one of the natural wonders of the world that's pretty special so that, okay. that was in the glamping pontoon yeah um, but the other end of the scale stayed in 51 caravan parks a dozen sports grounds and show grounds and at the very end of the luxury scale the opposite end there's a handful of free camps with nothing more than a long drop loo so this so, is basically you're in a paddock you're in a rest area, right? Basically, and okay. but to have a long drop loo is a, a bit of a luxury when you're in a place like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you've got to deal with everything. Yes. Okay, yeah. and that's yeah. A, not a great job. Uh, no, but you know you get used to it. That's all right. Mm. I, 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 you know, I say this um, with tongue in cheek because I love road trips and camping and well it's glamping for me because we're usually in a motorhome but Mm. i love the whole um the whole scale i like the extremes i love the luxury okay uh i don't like the price tags that go along with it i'm a bit of a bargain hunter yeah but you know better than a hotel in most cases in terms of cost yeah yes probably you know you're Um, saving money if you look at it that way i think the places that i've stayed at that luxury end have had more than just a room as well it's been part of a destination so i'm so lucky Mm. so i've um gone to seven geological wonders as i like to call them right uh some of these again so kakadu in Mm. northern territory catherine gorge uluru king's canyon the flinders ranges i always rate up really high in in outback south australia and then i added the hubbard glacier this year that was in alaska so that's that you saw that off the ship right yes we were we were anchored 
quite away from the glacier, but the size of it, it's, it's quite unbelievable. It is. It, it was still looking really large, and we were a long way away. Right. Um, so, yes, on the experience side, I've had four-wheel drive lessons, uh, diving lessons. I've been snorkeling, hiking, driving, lots of driving. <laughs> I've done that four-wheel drive solo trek through the heart of Australia. Yeah, I remember and, that. And then I've been halfway around Australia. Um, so that's clocked up 12,600 kilometres. And that was up through the middle of the country and then to the east coast and then down there, followed the coast right down to uh, back to South Australia. You know, it's 25,000 miles, um, I'm not sure if it's miles or kilometres, around the globe if you're flying, you know, you're a frequent flyer. Yeah. Thing. So you've sort of gone halfway around, I think. Wow. So that's, that's interesting. That's a good way to look at it, yeah. Mm. It was. It's a long trek, but... It, you know, over three months, it's not not nearly enough. Yeah, <laughs> so I could have got, I could get going. But you've done the other half already, or are you going to do it again? I've done the west. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd love to do the whole lot again. Right. But I think I'd do it differently. Okay. We, we did like it in a the jet? motor. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of easier, quicker to get there, but you miss all the the characters on the way. You do, and and you miss the special spots that only the locals will tell you about. So. Mm. Yeah, and I got bogged in the bush, of course, which is, you know, not one of the things that that um, I should be boasting about. But you know, yeah, it happened. Yeah. So, and, and what was the result of all this activity? You are a travel writer. Oh, lots of stories. So I've written four stories already. I've got another four. Uh, sorry, two to go. This is on and your just on your half lap. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. And on the back of that, so as a travel writer, you hope that, you know, you write the stories and that's the great part. You get to relive all of your experiences. But then you've got to put on the marketing hat, which I hate, and you say, oh, look at me, look at what I did, which it feels like you're, you're boasting. But it's a way to get the stories promoted, I guess, and that's the whole point of travel writing is we're trying to tell people either follow in our footsteps or to tread carefully. Yeah. So I like to look at it both ways, you know. There are things that I would tell people definitely go and do and there are other things that I'd say, well, don't bother. Or in the extreme case, like getting bogged in the bush, is um, don't go off-road. You know, there's, there's warnings I can give people because I've experienced it and come out the other end. Mm. Um, but her happy ending, though, that's that story. Oh, absolutely. You met yeah, an amazing yeah, yeah. character. We did. We, look, he was... Just great. Noel was his name. Have you ever he, heard from him again? No, he didn't no. Did he send you an email to thank no, you for the podcast? Or no, he, he was quite funny. He just kind of waved us off, and, and I, I can imagine what he was saying as we left. He'd say another bugger. I've had to pull out of the sand. <laughs> yeah, that was four for the year. Right. And Rick said to him, "Why don't you just put up a sign, mate, saying yeah. private property? Don't come down here." Yeah. But so people know we don't go off road. This right. we were following what we thought was a tourist sign and got waylaid and then we got bogged. So, But anyway, good stories. And and just to tell everybody, if you're out in the bush and you get a bit lost, your phone, you can get help via uh, the emergency call on your phone, even if you have no reception. So that was a really good yeah, thing to that, come out of. Yeah, that was amazing to me. I did not realise that was a thing. Neither did I, but mm. I was so pleased when, I bet. Yeah, when it yeah. came through. Okay. So, yes, I've, and... and off the back of 
those stories that I've written, I've been contacted by a tourist board saying, would I update a um, an itinerary on their website to do with a road trip? Right. Um, so yeah, it does. It's it's good. The the extra work that comes in from your experiences is where it all pays off, and not not just in money terms, in in the fact that you can share that knowledge, and mm. that's. Mm. Really, what we love. Yeah. So, okay. And in yeah. the middle of all of this, you were off the air. Like you, you had your leg up. <laughs> yes, I had two months off for ankle surgery. Well, I don't know how you do it. Well, <laughs> well, well yeah. You, you know how it's like. You get deadlines. I live by deadlines, and if yeah. I don't have them, I set ridiculous ones for myself. So better to live but, by a deadline than die by a lifeline. Oh, that's very true. You can quote me on that. That's I just made good. it up. Is that you? That's very good. Oh. <laughs> no, you've, yeah. done, you've done fantastically well, you know, and I feel like we are the great recipients of your of your work because although you write for magazines and everything, often the stories you get for the magazine, we're happy to put to air because they are good human interest stories about people in food, wine, you know, lolling about. The people behind the experiences. Uh, well, that's that's the joy of travelling, isn't it? It's all about the people you meet along the way. I think people make travel really special. Travel writer Carolyn Jasinski speaking there with Graham Kemlo. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air eighty eight FM in Melbourne.